Welcome to the Inside Tailgating Podcast. What's up? It's Ryan Alessio with you. And shortly, I'm going to play you a conversation I had with NFL player Pierre Woods earlier on today. He's from Cleveland. We're going to talk about the state of the Cleveland Browns. Also, life in general and his feelings on today's youth and why some people with talent don't make it today. So stay tuned for that. But first, let's hear from some of the people that keep us on the air. All right, picture this. You're laying on your chase lounge in the sun. You're comfortable. It's peaceful. Completely relaxed. And it happens. Your cell phone rings. You grab your suit, lean up, reach under your chair where everything is stashed, and you start digging around for your phone, and suddenly you knocked over your drink you forgot was even under there. And then, suddenly, relaxing is not so relaxing. Well, say hello to Shade Pop, an 18-inch umbrella that attaches to the side of your table using magnets, keeping all of your essentials within arm's reach and out of the sun while you're in it. It's the ultimate in lounge-level shade. If you're tired of overheated cell phones, warm, ant-filled, sand-covered drinks, order yours today for only $24.99. Shade Pop is lightweight, compact, and fits nicely in your beach bag. Go to shadepop.com right now, order up, and don't forget, shipping is free. Nothing compares to sipping on a fine wine or your favorite brew in fine crystal. But let's get real. Who wants to bring their china cabinets best to a tailgate party? Govino's fashionable shatterproof drinkware is made from a BPA, BPS-free polymer that looks and performs like crystal, but is durable enough to withstand the cheers, high fives, and flying footballs at the lot. Pack Govino dishwasher-safe wine or beer glasses along with your game day snacks and avoid broken glass party fouls at the stadium. Visit Govino.com to order yours today. That's G-O-V-I-N-O dot com. We're about to get it in. Barbecue, charcoal, biscuits, and ice. I got my number chairs ready. The weather is quite nice. We're about to tailgate shade. I'm ready. Are you ready? Tailgate shade. I'm ready. Are you ready? Get it in. Get it in. We're about to get it in. Get it in. player Pierre Woods of the New England Patriots played his college ball at Michigan and he is from Cleveland a big Cleveland Browns fan Pierre how you doing today I'm doing good how you fellas doing today very good very good so here's what I wanted to uh, ask you I was listening last night to Nick Wilson who we have call in here too and my question to you is about the current Browns situation with everything that's going on with the injuries you got Coleman out now Nassib's out uh, you're down to your third string quarterback and I understand that if you're an analytics guy, you uh, this is more about evaluating talent right now, but I kind of look at this more as the human being side, and I get nervous when you have a team full of his young players like the Browns do that if they don't start feeling some wins, it could hurt them in the long run. And you've been in a lot of locker rooms and a very a good one at that in New England, and is there any concern that what is happening to the Browns right now could be uh, bad long-term because this team's just not able to figure out a way to win games right now? It could be. But right now, you know, it's, it's only about to go into week three. Um, so it's early on in the season. 
But later on in the latter parts of the season, if, it, if it's, like, bad, we're, like, 0-10, um, yeah, then it's going to look real bad in there. It's going to be real bad. Guys have started walking there with their heads down, with their headphones on, and not even really paying attention to what's going on. Their whole thing will be just, okay, man, let's get through this day, this practice right here, and um, let's get through this game. This game, my game check. I ain't worried about it. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm just here to get paid at this point. You know, make sure I stay injury-free, get a lot of film, and just continue to get paid. So basically it becomes like a job. It's not fun anymore. It's not I'm going to play professional ball. This is great. You're literally, it's like going to a job you don't want to do anymore. Right. It's a regular 9 to 5. It's not a fun 9 to 5. It's not I'm, I'm playing football. Thank God for that. It's just, all right, man. Right now I just want to get paid, man, get, get home, have fun, enjoy myself. Um, let's go out and do these different things or whatever. But, um, yeah, that's the way it is. So when you're an organization like the Browns and you got new guys in place, you got a first-year head coach, you got uh, a whole new setup with the analytics department with Sashi Brown and Paul DePotesta, and you got the Haslams there, where do you think they're at right now mentally? I mean, you know, they had their plan in place, and whether you agree or disagree with it, I tend to sort of disagree with it, but it doesn't matter. They're doing it, and I, I hope it works. But when you see how it's kind of spiraled backwards on them, the first couple weeks into the season, where do you think they're at right now as a front office? I just think they, they, they know they got a young team, so they want to stick with that. They want to stick with their gun. And the, the the thing that I heard was, you know, they said Haslam is not really jumping into it. His wife is saying, no, let them do what they need to do as, uh, you know, a front, new front office, new regime, and new coaching. So, I mean, new, bringing the new coaches and things in. So they, if they're going to let them – Take their bumps and bruises early on. Hopefully, if these these young guys, these rookies that's out there now, to me, they ain't only rookies anymore after like they're and they didn't play two games and things like that. So they they, they should be fine. But um, those guys got to step up and start playing like veterans. And you got to start doing it fast. Like now, you lose you lose somebody like NASA who who's been around all over the field, running around just all out hustle. You know what I'm saying? Something that you can't teach is effort, and that's what he's been given. And they're all, you know, all the time. So now he has a broken hand. He's going to be out. Coleman's out. He's got he got a broken hand. What are we going to do? Who are we going to put in there? Now it's time for guys that's been there who was supposed to start, you know, to step up. And whatever whatever it takes at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, like, like, like last night we were talking about, I don't care what no one says. Hugh Jackson can say it all day long. Oh, we want to develop these young guys out of It's about winning. This league is about winning. It's the here and now. It's not here, now, afterwards, tomorrow. No, it's, it's the here and now. So one day at a time, one game at a time, but it's about winning. And if you're not winning, you're losing, you're going to lose your job too. Pierre, as a guy that's been in the league for, for several years, when you're in a situation like the Browns are with the rookie making his first start, do you, do you talk to him during the week? Do you try to pump him up? Do you leave him alone and let him do his thing? How much interaction right. do you have with him? You definitely got to talk to him. You got to let him know, you know, to feel comfortable. Um, you know, make make sure he demands, you know, for his offensive line to block for him. I would think personally, if, I'm, if I was a, a quarterback going into a hostile environment like Miami with that defensive line they have, that defense they have, I'm telling my offensive line, man, look, I got some 
great porterhouse steaks back for you back, you know, back <laughs> in Cleveland. Once we done, man, all y'all got to do is buy for me. If you don't eat steak, I got some good chicken for you. I got whatever, whatever you want. I got some salmon. Man, we're going to go to one of the best restaurants. I got y'all, man, but y'all got to block y'all butts off me, you know. And that's what I would do. I know that, um, you know, being in New England and, and the way Tom took care of the offensive line, man, was, like, amazing. Those guys, who like, when Tom would get an Audi, they would get an Audi, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. So it was like, man, hey, they, if he does good, then he's going to make sure his line is good. So whatever dealership car that he got, he made sure his offensive lineman had they got as well. Oh, now, man. if he got knocked on his butt a lot, then it was like, all right, fellas, here's your Christmas gift for a little watch. So, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I'd rather drive something than be looking at a watch. I mean, shoot. That means you you telling the time. That's that's telling him that, you know what, we're taking you up off your butt a lot, man. Oh, absolutely. You know what, I like the Patriots. I do root for them kind of underneath just because, you know, it's all right to have kind of a a side team when your team's doing currently what it's doing. And what is the best thing you ever saw Tom Brady get that offensive line? Oh, man, he, he got those guys so many different gifts, man. Did you ever um, watch it on like, the defense going, what the hell? No, nah, you know what, man, because we were a team. So, you know what I'm saying, nobody was mad. Anytime we got together, we always had a good time, you know what I'm saying? Like, if we ever had, like, if it was an all-out, you know, um, we had the rookie the rookie dinner or whatever, um, you know, they made sure everybody ate good. So, it was no different. I mean, we just I just knew that he took care of those guys, especially because, you know what, they're the ones, them the hogs that are blocking for him. They're making sure they protect his blind side, his front side, um, all of that. And, like, you're going to get hit here and there. It's going to happen. Some guys are going to get beat. But for the most part, man, they definitely took care of them. And that's the reason why he took care of them as well. Um, I, I would definitely say when he, he got a sponsor by Audi and all those guys got to keep a car, you know what I'm saying, for basically a year was, was, was a blessing. So you mentioned, like, how how complete of a team the Patriots were and how there was – you never looked at it like, okay, the offensive line got a car, why didn't I? You always looked at it, we're a one unit, we Man, all we it. buy it. How long, do you, how long would it take the Browns to get somewhere close to that point, starting with this young of a team where you can kind of mold them any way you want? How long do you think that type of team chemistry will take? I don't know if it would take a long time, but if you got the right leadership within the locker room, I mean, you, you got to think about Joe Thomas and Joe Hayes and Tremont Williams. Tremont Williams has won. He won a Super Bowl ring with Green Bay. You know, he, he knows about winning. But when you come to a team like this and, um, you know, you, you have a losing season, your first round three or 13, and you come in this season with high hopes with a new coach, new regime, and everything is just like, all right, well, guys, we're going to go young. And they like, man, are you serious? we cutting this player. We're going to cut that player. We're going to cut this player. But at the end of the day, if, it's, if, if that's what they want to do, who are you to say what's going to happen? So you got to roll with the punches. As a, as a veteran, you got to say, all right, guys, I know I haven't won a lot, a lot around here, but I did win in college. So they they converting back to their college days because in the pros, Joe Hayden and, and, and Joe Thomas, their percentage of winning is, is super low. But in college, they won. They know how to win. It's just the fact that everybody got to come together and believe in what Hugh Jackson is saying. And whatever Hugh has, whatever on the, on the, on the door or on a the wall, they got to believe that. They got to believe that what this man is saying is going to work. 
And if they don't, as soon as they start second-guessing it, that's when that team falls apart. That's the one thing I can say. You go in New England, and on the, on the door going in, it says, put the team first, be on time, be attentive, and do your job. That's on the door coming in. And then on the way out, you know, you read it, it's four little quotes. I forget all four, but I know it's uh, don't fuel a belief of hype, um, manage expectations, and it's two other ones. But that's what's on the door. So when you see that, you're like, man, wow. You know what I'm saying? And guys buy in because also Bill will quiz you on it. And if you don't know it, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, really? You're not paying attention to what's on, these, on the walls and on the doors, huh? Wow, that's, so, that's how you develop a winning franchise. Pierre, I got to ask you, it got you to the NFL, but how does a Cleveland guy end up at Ann Arbor playing for Michigan? <laughs> man, it, it was it was heaven sent, man. I mean, like, being that I'm from Cleveland, always hearing ambulance, always hearing police sirens, gunshots, man. When I went to Ann Arbor on an unofficial day, um, it, was, it was like right after spring ball, and I was just like, man, I knew that's where I wanted to be. It was nice and quiet. Um, Columbus is just like Cleveland, man. There's no different. You know, you're in a, you're, in a, you're basically in a big city. Yeah. I'm, I'm a city boy, but I like like you know being in the country and things like that. So uh, rural areas where you get to ride four wheelers and horses, and if you want to go out back and shoot, you can do that. Whatever, whatever have you. So, um, man, Ann Arbor was just it was heaven sent, man, and it was it was a blessing for me to be able to go there. So. Um, it was something that I definitely uh, I enjoyed, and I had lots of fun doing. But Tim Tim Salem, I know he he, he doesn't want to hear his, his name put out there or whatever. But I mean, I went into a meeting with Ohio State one one time with a basketball coach. Me and my boy Jawai Williams down there for an AAU tournament, and a guy that was recruiting didn't even know who I was. Oh man! Well, how, I, I mean, honestly, I, like, how are you supposed to go from there if you walk in there and the guy's asking you to introduce yourself? I mean, I, I probably wouldn't want to go there either. I don't know if he knew me or not, but, I mean, he, he like, joking. He was like, you guys got to get out of here. And then, like, a couple weeks later, he comes up to Glenville, and he's like, I'm looking for Pierre Woods. I'm like, oh, man, you guys got to get out of here. And he was like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, I didn't, you know, and it was just like, man, yeah. How do you not know? Because I was playing basketball, though. I was down there playing basketball. And shout-out to my boy, Jawai. Once again, I helped him get his little way to North Carolina from <laughs> his cherry-picking. But that's my dude, though. Um, <laughs> I think he played for the Cavs for a minute, didn't he? He did. He did, man. He did. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm proud of him, man. Like, the guys the guys I played with, anybody that went, any, went anywhere and did anything that became successful, um, not even in sports but just in life, um, I'm very proud of him, you know what I'm saying? It's a plus. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be nice when you look back and you say, you know, I was a, a part of a group of kids, and next thing you know, we all made it, whether it was in football, basketball, or even doing something, you know, other, a, a different kind of career in life. I mean, that's got to be something to say, you can hang your hat on and say, look, we we made it, and it was it's great. Oh, definitely, man. I mean, it, it's stories like that everywhere, but then you get the stories where, like I, I say for kids in our neighborhood, especially in the Glenville area, um, you don't want to be a Glenville ghost. You don't want to be a ghost. And when I say ghost, I mean like a guy that have all the talent in the world and just wasted by doing something stupid or either be, being in the streets, being in the wrong place at the wrong time and getting killed. And that's the worst thing you can be as a ghost or a hood legend. Like, you shouldn't have to be a hood legend when you got the, the gifts and, a, and, a, and a, the talent to do what God has you on this planet to do. 
But some guys make bad decisions, and I mean, I mean that, that's part of being a teenager. You're gonna make some messed up decisions, but hopefully you got a coach that's willing to give you a second chance and uh, and to bring you along. But then eventually, your coach got to let your hand go, and you got to go out there and you got to become a man. And that's what he's been trying to teach you, um, so or attempting to teach you to become a man along with your parents as well. You know. What do you think one of the biggest, and we see it a lot around here in Youngstown too, you know, we, we've had guys come out of the area that probably should have been a little bit bigger than they were and, and had some things holding them back. Uh, and you mentioned being the ghost. When, you're, when you look at kids now growing up, what are some of the biggest mistakes you, make, you see them making now that could prevent them from making it to where you did or where Jawad Williams did? Is there... Is it listening to the wrong guys? Is it not knowing how no, to get out these, of a bad these, situation? Or A lot of these kids feel entitled. They feel like whatever somebody else did before them is, is owed to them. They're not gonna, they don't want to work for it. You've got to work for everything that you did. Nothing in this world is for free. Now, people will help you if they see that you're working for it and that you put an effort in and that time, but... They're not going to give it to you for free. They they looking at it if you're doing something and you're doing it the right way. Okay, we're going to help you out. That's they they give you a helping hand. They're not giving it to you. You know what I'm saying? Like some people get it misconstrued and they feel like, oh, well, he's just giving it to me because I'm doing this and I'm doing that. No, they helping you out because they see that you were struggling and you, you're busting your tail to do right. Now, for the people, for the guys that feel entitled, man, that that's like the worst. Cause that's that. It's, it's no entitlement. I mean, you can have all the athletic ability in the world, but if you feel like you're entitled to some man, you're gonna be on St. Clair University. We got 55th University. We got Duplin uh, University. I mean, all types of universities around in, in the neighborhoods because guys that feel like they're entitled. Like, okay, I ain't, I ain't gotta go to class. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. And it's not fair to the to your teammates. It's not fair to your parents. It's not fair to yourself. It's not fair to your coach. Uh, he had all the time and when your coach gonna pump you up, but then you let your coach down by doing something crazy. Um, we got to ask. We talked about high school, college, and the NFL. Pierre, what is uh, what is life after football? What are you doing now with the your, your education and experience in I, Michigan in the NFL? Well, you know, I could have a, a nice job behind a desk, but I want to stay healthy and you know work and be active. So I do construction. Uh, I work for this, this company called Vallejo. Uh, it's a company under, underneath the umbrella of uh, Terrace Construction over here off West 25th in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, love what I do because I got a class ACDL. I love driving. Um, I get in the hole. We put in gas lines and things like that. So you know, I'm just doing my service, but I'm going back to school in February to the University of Miami of Florida to get my MBA, uh, Master's of Business, Business Administration. So, um some things are going to be in the works. Um, I don't plan on leaving right now. I want to stay in this for about two more years, but I also got some other things that I'm looking in, in, into doing. So um, it's a plus. Would you ever want to get into coaching or maybe front office I help work? Coach, or? I, I help coach at Glenville right now. Uh, it's, you know, the D-line and uh, the linebackers, and I just give insight, defensive back. Rodney Harrison made me on this, you know, he taught me how to become a defensive back by leaving the room sometimes and saying, Rook, write down my, you know, saying, tell me what I got to do. So he taught me how to play defensive back even when I wasn't even thinking about it. I was thinking about playing outside linebacker. So I thank Rodney Harrison for that. 
Um, I, t- I learned so much from Junior Seau and Teddy Bruschi and things like that. So I just give back, man. I want to get the knowledge that I learned from them guys, Mike Brable, Roosevelt Colvin, man. Those guys taught me so much. Adelius Thomas and, and Bill Belichick, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dean Keyes, yeah. Matt, Matt Patricia. I learned so much from these guys, Don Davis and Larry Izzo. And, I mean, just it's a it's a plethora of people. But those those veterans and those guys that I had um, around me, and it's the, the experience was like almost a hundred and some years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I take that and I and I value that. And I just like when I when I give a kid, you know, some advice or I teach them something, I hope that they feel the same way. I hope they take it the same way and not take it in like, oh man, you coming down on me but trust me, if you think I'm coming down on you, just wait till you get to college. You know what I'm saying? Or wait till you get to the next level. When you get a Dante Scarnecki, a little Peep, peep squeak little guy who's going off on you, calling you everything out in, in a book. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just 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 take what I'm giving you and, and be like, oh man, this is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and pl- I mean, realistically, if they, you know, they should look at you as, hey, he made it, and if I listen to the guy, you know, I can too. So I think I hope that the kids you're helping, you're coaching, they're, they're listening to what you're telling them, and they really take it to the bank because I, it, it I did hope well they for are you. too, man. I hope they are too. It's, it, trust me, it's a blessing, man. We didn't have guys come back and, you know, say all these things to to these guys that they get. They get the opportunity to have so many guys from Glenville that have played and have gone on to college and got their degrees and now in the National Football League or what have you. We didn't have that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody say, oh, here you started. I didn't start anything. I was a piece to the puzzle and that's, that's continued to grow. And I was just, you know, we're only as strong as our weakest link, and I was a piece of the chain, you know. So I'm still locked in, and the guys that have came after me or before me that are locked in, that's all we can do, man, continue to grow and get stronger. Thank you very much to Pierre Woods, former NFL star, for joining us on the Inside Tailgating podcast and, well, Sports Radio 1240. You heard myself and my partner Mark Means interview him earlier today. Hey, was that a cheap plug for my radio show? Probably, but that's all right. That's what we deal with here. Also, don't forget the ACL season is underway. 2017, check out iPlayCornhole.com. Important information there regarding the Championship of Bags 2017, which is going to be at Harris Cherokee casino resort once again so make sure you get your plans in gear get your rooms booked check out iplaycornhole.com and there are tournaments going on right now you can follow some of our guys on facebook like cedo soto and of course chris screechum meachum who brings you all the cornhole action on his facebook also follow inside tailgating on twitter at tailgate with us and make sure if you are a part of the acl you get everything going because we want to see you next summer in july at Harris Cherokee Casino Resort for the Championship of Bags 2017. All right, that'll do it for this edition of Inside Tailgating Podcast. I'm Ryan Alessio, and I will talk to you next week. Have you ever thought to yourself, man, it would be really nice to bring my TV to my tailgate? Well, now you can. The tailgate TV stand provides an easy way to mount your TV onto any vehicle with a receiver hitch. It also offers full 360-degree rotation to allow for access to gear and grub. Plus, it also allows you to adjust the view to avoid unbearable glare from the sun. Get yours today at tailgatetvstand.com. We're about to get it in. Barbecue, charcoal, biscuits, and ice. I got my number chairs ready. The weather was quite nice.